Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tender Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at tominc.wixsite.com slash meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now on back to our service. Welcome to the Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. And today we are going to be in the book of Revelation. Amen. We're going to start a series on, on Revelation going through the seven churches. And today we're going to be... Uh, in Revelation 1. Yes. And we're going to start there. So we're going to jump right in. And every week we're going to uh, go up into all the way up into Christmas and then um, Christmas Day, which falls on a Sunday, we're going to go over the birth of Christ yes. as well. But today we're going to be in Revelation 1. So we're going to start off. And it says Revelation 1 and 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. Right? Mm -hmm. He made it known by sending his angels to his servant John, mm -hmm. who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ even to all that he saw now we you know we read we're going to read about how John is going to give this revelation this is called the book of revelation not revelations because it's one long dream that's right it's one revelation Right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, we see in the book, and when we go back uh, in the book of John, in the end, where Jesus tells, mm -hmm. well, Peter asks Jesus, you know, what about this one? Mm -hmm. And, you know, Peter <laughs> Peter asks, what, what's going, what about John? What's, what's going to happen with him? Right. And Jesus said, well, if I keep him until the day I return, what's it to you? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And we hear that and it was sarcastic tone, but he also answered his question because we're going to read in Revelation where God did keep him for the end and show him everything that's supposed to take place. Mm -hmm. right? right? So he actually answered Peter's question. <laughs> So was John a disciple of Peter? John was a disciple of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. 
He was one of the apostles. Alright. Alright. And not John the Baptist. Right. This is John. Yeah. Saint John. Right. <laughs> So he says, he says, uh, he's going to show him these things, mm -hmm. what is supposed to soon take place. And then it says, he made it known by sending his angel to his servant John, who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. even to all that he saw, right? Mm -hmm. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the word of this prophecy. And blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it. For the time is near. We are blessed when we read this book. It says you are blessed when you read it aloud. <laughs> Awesome. When you read this book aloud, the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear. So it's not just a blessing to read it, it's a blessing to read it aloud. Amen. Sometimes you just have to let these words of the Bible hit the atmosphere. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. For says, John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from whom is and who was and who is to come. Now, as we go through this book, you're going to see how these different churches, they greet Christ in different ways, mm -hmm. which gives you an idea that the churches are different. There are different churches that greet, that that uh, focuses on different things. Just like now, you have Baptist churches, you have churches of God in Christ, you have all these different churches, and their focuses are different. Mm -hmm. But because the focuses are different, the churches differ in opinion about what's true and what's not. Mm -hmm. So you will see where churches don't like this and churches don't like that. But God greets these churches in the way that they are and what they believe. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. And from the seven spirits who are before his throne. And from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of kings on earth. And from what you hear in this opening for this church, you understand that this is a spiritual church mm -hmm. who really truly believes in spiritual things. And it says, to whom he whom to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom. Priests to his God, to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
Behold, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. Amen. Right? So, you get to understand that when Jesus comes back, it says, even the people that did him wrong is going to see him. Everybody's going to see him. And then it says, and the earth will wail. But why would the earth wail? Because mm -hmm. the earth is in trouble. That's right. Mm -hmm. Jesus came already to wipe away the sins of the world. Right. So he came teaching. Mm -hmm. But this time he comes back as conqueror. Right. And that's going to be a whole different thing from the way mm -hmm. he came the first time. <laughs> right. Right. Eight says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. And that ending shows you that he's coming with full authority of his kingship, his lordship, and everything that he is, God. That's right. And 9 says, I, John, your brother and partner in the tribulation and the kingdom and the patient endurance that are in Jesus, was on the island called Patmos on account of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. So John announces that he was on Patmos when this is, when this all occurred. He says, "In ten, I was in the spirit of the Lord's day, and I heard beyond me a loud voice like a trumpet saying, "Write what you see in a book and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus and to Smyrna and to Pergamum." and to Thyatira, and to Sardis, and to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Mm -hmm. Now Jesus was talking and he told them to write these things down and send it to these churches. Now he's up in the spirit at this point. Mm -hmm. He let you know that he was in the spirit when God told him this. And then he says, then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. Now, understanding that God took him up in the spirit and he told him to write. And then after he hears the voice of God, he says, I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me. And on turning, I saw seven golden lampstands. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of the lampstands, one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. Jesus is the son of God and he's the son of man. Amen. It says, 
the hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. Now you get the idea, and we hear this a lot, uh, it didn't tell you that his hair was white. Mm -hmm. It said his hair light. It said his hair was white, but it says like white, white wool. wool. It didn't say it was white wool. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And it says like snow. Mm -hmm. And it says his eyes were like a flame of fire. And we have to realize that John is seeing spiritual things not really knowing how to put it in the perspective. So he just gives you something that he understands and saying this is what it was like. Yeah. Right? Right. Like a flame of fire. 15 says his feet were like burnished bronze refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. Can you imagine Jesus' voice sounding like a roar of waters? Wow. Now, when you think of his voice sounding like a roar of waters, mm -hmm. then you think about when Jesus was walking the earth and he tells the waters and the wind to peace be still. Right? Mm -hmm. He speaks to the waters in water talk. <laughs> and it listen. He speaks mm -hmm. to the wind in wind talk. Mm -hmm. And it listens. Right. God can speak to anything and it'll do what he says because everything understands God. Right. That's right. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There is nothing that God can't speak to. Remember when Jesus spoke to the tree that wasn't producing. Yeah. And it didn't, it the right. fig tree, and it didn't produce any more fruit. Right. Figs, right. Right. right? Right. Why didn't it produce any more figs? Because he told it not to, and it heard him, understood him, and it didn't. Wow. Mm -hmm. Sixteen says, in his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in full strength. His face was like the sun shining in full strength. Now imagine, John says this, but imagine standing in front of the sun while it's shining in full strength. We won't be able to. Mm -hmm. But John is in a spiritual realm right. where he understood what the full strength of the sun felt like. And he said, in his mouth was a two-edged sword, and we know 
That is the word of God, because it can cut you both ways. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. It's either going to bless you, or it's going to condemn you. One of the two. Right. 17 says, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Now you a spirit and you fell to your feet. You fell to his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me saying, fear not. I am the first and the last and the living one. I died and behold I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and Hades. Mm -hmm. Write therefore the things that you have seen and those that are and those that are to take place after this. Right. Jesus explains, I have conquered death. Mm -hmm. I'm the first and the last. How was he the first and the last to do what? He was the first to be resurrected. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this last week. Well, how are you the first to be resurrected? There was a lot of people in the Bible that was resurrected. Mm -hmm. But he was the first to be resurrected with no sin. Right. Right? Right. right. And so how is he the last? And he's the last person to be resurrected mm -hmm. with no sin. Mm -hmm. There's only one. That's it. There's nobody else that's going to do that. Right. 20 says, as for the mysteries, as for the mystery of the seven stars that you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstand, the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands are the seven churches. Now these are getting ready to tell you about all of the seven churches that is going down mm -hmm. and the things that are about to take place. That first chapter is all about setting up what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. right. So we're going to read about the church of Ephesus. So in chapter 2 it says, To the angels of the church in Ephesus he writes, The word of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. Mm -hmm. I know your works, your toil, and your patience. Right? Mm -hmm. I know your works. Jesus leads off telling them, I know all the stuff that you're doing. Mm -hmm. I know what you've been through, the toil. And the patience that you have. He says you're a patient endurance. So I understand what you're going through. I understand you having patience and you're enduring all of the things that's going down. And he says, and how you cannot bear with those who are evil. You can't stand evil folks. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. yeah. God knows this about you. 
He understands that you don't like to be around a lot of evil things. You, he understands you've been enduring a lot of stuff. You know that you have patience in those matters. He knows you toil. You just get through and you'll be alright. But, he says, and with those who are evil, he says, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not. You've tested people that call themselves leaders. And you found out that they are not leaders. Right? right? Mm -hmm. And found them to be false. God says, I see the work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to explain why that's a good thing and why you can get caught up in that. Three says, I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake. You're doing everything in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Everything is in Jesus Christ's name. Right. And you have not grown weary. You ain't even got tired. Right? It's like that song. I've been with Jesus a long time and mm -hmm. I ain't got tired yet. <laughs> Sing it, Pastor. Come on. <laughs> right? Right. For it says, but I have this against you. Mm -hmm. That you have abandoned the love you had at first. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And see, this is very interesting. Because when you look at everything that this church is doing, it calls out false leaders. It's been patient. It's been enduring. Right? Mm -hmm. All the troubles that it's going through, it's been fine. It bears with all the evil. Can't stand evil. But you can get so caught up in all of the things that you do for the church and forget about God in the process. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the things can get so routine right. that you do that you forget about the worship. Right. You forget about the praise. Mm -hmm. You truly forget what, why you're doing it all. You know, and you do it in Jesus' name but doing it in his name and doing it from the heart in his name mm -hmm. is two different things. Right. Because Jesus told us in the scriptures that people will say, I did this in your name and I did that in your name, right? Right. So doing it in his name is like, it's not always the case. Mm -hmm. But doing it in his name with your heart in it and you truly doing it for Christ, in Christ. That's the key. Mm -hmm. He says, so you have abandoned the love that you had at first. Which means all the praise, all the worship, all of the things that 
that created you to be you in Christ, that brought you to Christ in the first place, all of those things you have lost. And you just got routine and numb to everything. And you're just going through the motions of church. You know how your church will have everything laid out in the service? Okay, we're going to do this. 10 o'clock we got this. 11 o'clock we're going to cut off. 12 o'clock we start the worship service. Worship service cut off at 1230. Gonna get into the service. We're gonna do that. Everything is is time stamped. Yeah. You plan out your things for the whole year. You already know. In July, you're gonna have a big picnic, and you know, mm -hmm. at the end of the year, you're having a big celebration. Pastors meeting, uh, pastors anniversary, church anniversary. All of these things. You you're doing all of these things, but you you get. You get so caught up in the church work that you forget God. Yeah. You forget why you're there. Mm -hmm. I can't get into worship service. I got to go downstairs because we got some stuff to do down there. Yeah. You get to the point where you're working in the kitchen and you listening to the sermon from a speaker because you can't sit in service because you got so much stuff else else to do. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus says you forgot you abandoned the first love. He didn't even say you forgot. He said you abandoned it. You just left. Everything you were that brought you to Christ, you just left it. Five says, remember therefore from where you have fallen. And this is important because Jesus says out of all of those things that you have been doing, the main thing that you're supposed to be doing is what's making you fall. And then he says with that, repent. And do the works you did at first. Right. Get back to what brought you to Christ in the first place. Right. We can get complacent in the church where we forget why we're here. And God then blessed us so much that we just forget about it. Jesus goes on to say, if not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. If you don't fix this, you have no place with me. That's it. Right? Hmm. I'm not going to get into the once saved, always saved stuff. Mm. But we're going to show you in these scriptures mm -hmm. what the Bible say. Right. And Jesus is clear to say that you have a lampstand. 
-hmm. And he says, and I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Right. You have to repent. Six says, yet, this you have. You hate the works of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Hmm. You hate the things that I hate. So you also have these things. Jesus ends it on a good note. He tells you what you need to do. And he tells you what what will happen if you don't do it. Right. And then he says in seven, he who has an ear to hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who conquers, I will grant to eat of the tree of life which is in the paradise of God. Mm. And you understand that, and if you don't, you won't be in the paradise of God. Right. You have to conquer. You have to win. You have to fix the things that needs to be fixed. Mm -hmm. This is the warning before the storm. Right. Alright. It's interesting how God starts off with this church in Ephesus that is doing great things because over the top, as anybody would look at this church, this church is doing everything it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. But Jesus realized that the heart of the church is not with him. The heart of the church is not with him. Right. Just the motions of the churches with you. Right. It looks like it's doing great, but it's really doesn't have the heart of God. Mm -hmm. right. And that's a problem. Amen? Amen. Amen? So make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. And allow Him to keep your lampstand. Mm. That's right. Otherwise... You have no place with him. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you today for these scriptures. We thank you for allowing us to see the revelation of John unfold in this first church. And we thank and praise you for allowing your son to die on the cross for our sins. And now we have a chance at everlasting life. Father, we thank and praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Hi. Thanks for watching Ten of Meeting Holiness Ministries. For more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button and the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.